Good morning. You may be seated. Well, I hope you're shouting at the end of this message. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise God. Let's just pray over the word right now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your precious holy word. And Lord, I just thank you for revelation knowledge that flows through this place. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and understanding in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, how many of you remember, before Pastor Tom and Maureen came, we'd been in a series called Bound for Eternity. And we went through some things. We talked about that when we leave this earth, we will not cease to exist. Amen? You're going to go somewhere. Your real you, the real spirit is going somewhere. And when you choose Jesus, you're going to make it through the gates of heaven because he took care of your sin, and sin can't get into heaven. But if you haven't choose, chosen Jesus, we talked about God being a just God. Amen? There is a place in eternity that is called hell, and it's forever and ever and ever. It's a place called Lake of Fire, and we talked about that. That wasn't, that wasn't too much fun, but it's in the Bible. You can't just hold back part. If you believe in one part of the Bible, you got to believe in it all. If you believe in heaven, you got to believe there's a hell because Jesus talks about it. Amen? And so we talked about some of these things, and, and, and uh, we talked about living forever and eternity. And today we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the judgment seat of Christ. You know, we're getting closer and closer to eternity. We don't know when our life will end. And there's always been wars and rumors of wars, but things are definitely escalating. And if you look at any theologian's time ma timeline, uh, biblical timeline, they say, they all say the, the next thing that has to happen, the very next thing on the timeline, there's nothing else that needs to be happened. Everything else has happened already. It's proven in the word of God. Even, even scientists believe that 75% of the Bible has already come to pass. So the next thing on the timeline is the rapture. So we want to make sure that we're ready for heaven. Amen? And we need to know some things. You know, um, I've, I've told this story before, but uh, I'll, ju I'll just say it now. When, 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 I, was, um, when I was young, I was, I was always into fights. I don't know why. I don't even remember. You know, just whatever. I must have just thought I was something, whatever. I, I wasn't very big or anything, but, but, but my mother would just like, she, she would just, I'll just say this for lack of other words, she would just kill us, you know what I mean? And, and there were seven of us, so maybe we all had to, whatever, fight our way through. But anyhow, um, and some of you heard the story, I was, I was up the street one day, I can't remember what grade I was in, about third grade or something, and all the gangs were around, and, you know, all, not gangs like they have today, but you know how kids hang out. And anyhow, I was getting into a fight with this girl. And everybody, it was crowding around, and, and they're like, she's like, you want to fight? And I'm like, you want to fight? And they want to fight? And, I'm like, and, and all of a sudden, I heard this word behind me. And it said, you want to fight? It grabbed me by the head of my hair and dragged me all the way home. And it was my little teeny mother. <laughs> now, if I knew, 
It was the most, I always remember it because it was so humiliating. Everybody's looking, my friends, the ones that hated me. <laughs> but if I knew that my mother was back there, would I have acted that way? If I knew, would I have changed something? And we have to know some things. God wants us to know some things, amen? And so this, is, this, can, this message can get pretty heavy, so I just, um, honestly, I, it, it was in my spirit all night. I'm like, God, this is, this is beating me up. <laughs> but it's good. It's good that we know these things, amen? It can also get you really excited. And so let's look at, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to just start with some scriptures, okay? And 2 Peter, we're, we're going to talk about um, the day of judgment. We're going to talk about the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to talk about the great white throne judgment and what is the difference, because there is going to be a judgment. 2 Peter 2.9. And listen, I know sometimes when you use that word, people say, oh, God's just a big judge. and he's No, God is, the Bible says God is love. And the first judgment that ever came was when he judged sin and put it on Jesus, and he took care of it. Amen? So you got to know that God is love. 2 Peter 2.9 says this, So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while punishing the wicked right up until the day of what? Judgment. Okay? 2 Peter 3, 7, And God also commanded that the heavens and the earth will be consumed by fire on the day of what? Judgment, when ungodly people will perish. Matthew 12, 36, And I tell you this, that you must give an account, say give an account, on what? Judgment day of every idle work you speak. That's pretty powerful right there. Now, we're not going to go into that. You can break that down yourself. I was like, Pastor Ed and I, we're going at it with that one, I said. So now when we talk around the house, we go, we're going to be judged. No, no. <laughs> we're not, listen, we're not going to be judged for our sins because we were already judged and we were forgiven when we received Jesus. But there is going to be a judgment day. Hebrews 9.27, it says, and just as it is destined that each person dies only once, and after that comes the judgment. Everybody's going to die. After that's going to be a judgment, you cannot escape it. So, so is, there, is there judgment day coming? Absolutely. Will everyone be judged? Yes. Will believers be judged? Yes. Will unbelievers be judged? Yes. But will we be judged by grace or works. Listen to me carefully. I'm not saying that salvation is grace and works, but there is a believer's judgment and there is an unbeliever's judgment. But in both judgments, works are judged. We're going to see our works judged. Now, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to stick close to my notes this morning. Uh, you got your ears out. You're learning something, right? This is going to happen. Listen, Jesus will come before we leave this place today. Amen? And some of us will go before the judgment seat, and others will get ready for the white, great white throne judgment if you don't know Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 12, 14. It says, for God will bring every, say every, work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. You can grow now. <laughs> He's going to bring every secret thing. Revelations 20, 13 says this, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades were delivered up were delivered up, the de and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, say judged, each, could you say each? Each one according to his works. No, no notice, each person was judged according to his works. First Peter 1.17 says, and if you call on the Father, how many of you call, call on the Father? Everybody in here call on the Father? Who without partiality... God has, God has no respect for persons. He has no partiality. Judges according to each one's work. Conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. Most scriptures say in reverence, in reverent fear. It's not like a fear I'm afraid of God. It's a reverential fear. We love God and we want to obey God because we want to reverence him. Amen? We want to honor him. We want to love him. Uh, let me explain it like this. I, I can only explain it like this um, that, that I've seen. I grew up, my grandfather took care of me. It's a long story, but he basically took care of me until he, he passed away. But my grandfather, I loved him like you wouldn't believe. I loved him so much. But man, you didn't cross him. You didn't mess with him. Honestly, it was old school. If your aunts and uncles came to the door and you didn't run and hug and kiss, you got it big time. You just didn't mess. So you had that reverential fear of Jiddu. We called him Jiddu. But yet I loved him so much. He was such an awesome, awesome dad, uh, uh, grandpa. He was like my dad. So, so that's how we, we, gotta, we need to love and, and honor God and respect the things that he has required of us. Let's look at, let's look at uh, Matthew 16, 27. I just want to bring that out because people get into this fear thing and God's this big judge and big bad guy, but he's not a big bad guy or he would have left us to be destroyed. Matthew 16, 27 says, For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each, let's say that again, each according to his works. This says that the Father, the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward. He personally is going to reward us, each and every one of us. Revelations 22, 12 says this, and I'm going to get into some things. I just want, to, I want you to see all of this in Scripture. There were so many Scriptures. There's so many about the judgment, so many about the judgment seat, so many about the rewards. It's amazing when you start studying this. It says, and behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to, say, every. every. Amen. Every, he says, behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his what? To his work. There are rewards coming according to his work. Now, we've been talking about um, I am an each. You are an each. We are every. God is going to reward each and every one of us. 
and judge each and every person according to his works. Amen? But we are saved, but we are not saved by works. Not at all. We are saved by grace. Grace, it's a free gift. Let's look at Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, just so you get this clear, all right? Because even if you're saved, the saved are going to go before the judgment seat of Christ. The unsaved are going to go before the great white throne judgment. Amen? Let's, let's read this scripture in, in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Amen? Can you say that with me? Not of works. We are not saved by works, but we will be rewarded according to our works. Amen? So I don't want you to leave here saying, you know, and I don't want you to leave here feeling, for, feeling guilty. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You are saved. Your sins are forgiven. Amen? So that, it, 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 and I'll explain this. And let me just explain it to you, okay? How do we explain this? So we're saved by grace, but judged by works, according to our works. And so I'm going to give you the, the most simple way that I think to understand this and honestly, it's a huge doctrinal issue when you start studying this. It's kind of crazy. But I'm going to give you a simple way, two words, belief and behavior. We have to learn to determine the, and distinguish between our belief and our behavior. Our belief determines where we will spend eternity. Amen? If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you accepted him as the one that set you free from your sins, amen? When you received him, but the Bible says it was a divine exchange made, and all of our sins were put on him, and, and we, all of his goodness was put in us. So you're saved, you're going, into, you're going to heaven, amen? That's your belief. But our belief determines where we spend our eternity, but our behavior determines how we will spend eternity. Our belief alone determines where we will spend eternity, and our behavior determines how we spend eternity. In heaven, we're going to be rewarded for our works. And in hell, people are also going to be punished for their works. They're not just going to be cast into hell. There is going to be degree, degrees of rewards, but there's also going to be degrees of punishment for those that, that did not receive Jesus. Amen? You should want to know what's going to happen. Amen? Amen? You don't want any surprises. So depending, depending on where you go is completely dependent on whether you believe in Jesus Christ or not. Let's be clear about that. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't understand that, I can tell you right now, the Bible says Jesus came. He died for our sins. He went to hell for three days and three nights. He took your place. And he pardoned the world, for God so loved the world that whosoever believes on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. But you have to receive it and believe it. It's your belief. It's not about a religion, but it's about a relationship. It's about believing that what, what was done for you. It's like you're going to the Super Bowl, 
and somebody bought you tickets, but you can't get them until you get there, and you have to find the person that has the red shirt on and the blue hat and the shirt that says New England Patriots, and you have to find that person, but the tickets are already paid for, but you gotta go and get them, amen? Your sins have been paid for. You've been forgiven. But the Bible says that we're going to be judged for our works. There are two judgments I'm going to talk about, each of these two judgments today. The judgment seat of Christ and uh, the great white throne judgment. At the judgment seat of Christ, every person there is a believer. Every person uh, has received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. At the great white throne judgment, every person is an unbeliever. Amen? This is what people don't understand. They, they, a lot of people, they, um, they don't even understand why we're going to have a judgment if every person there at the great white throne is an unbeliever. But there's, if you study the scriptures, there are degrees of punishment even for the unbeliever. Amen? So let me just, let me see here. I'm looking for a scripture. Okay. Here we go. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. So let's talk about... Now remember, we're not saved by works, but works do matter. And a lot of people in church, a lot of people that are Christians, a lot of people that are serving God, basically, they work in the world, they take care of their family, the majority of people, they come to church once a week, and that's their life. They don't really think that works matters, but works matters in the kingdom of God. And I'm not just saying this just because I'm trying to get you to work. This is, this is your thing. This is, this is so powerful. It's all over the word of God. Amen? Works do matter. This is why, you know, a lot of people, they get upset when people talk the wrong way about works and, and they don't understand about uh, grace and they get everything but works and grace are married together. Amen? We're saved by grace, but we're judged by our works. Hallelujah. First Corinthians, the judgment seat of Christ, chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. Look at this. It says, according to the grace of God which was given to me, the apostle Paul's talking, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one, say each one, take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Now these are the believers he's talking about. He's talking to the believers, building upon the foundation, and, and then building uh, with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Each one's work will become clear for the day, the judgment day. There will be a judgment day. Each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work. All of our works are going to be tested of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. You're going to be rewarded for your works. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself 
will be saved, yet so as through fire, you can also lose some of your rewards. So a couple of things here. You can be a believer and be building with wood, hay, and straw. You can be a believer and build with gold, silver, and precious stones. In other words, you can be a believer and be doing works that will last forever and that will be eternal and that you will be rewarded for. But you can also be a believer and be doing temporal things that you will not receive reward for or you could actually do something that's eternal and because of the way you do it, because of your motive, because of your intent, or, you know, a lot of times we can get caught up in, uh, you know, like, um, I don't know, let me just think of something. Okay, somebody put up the lights. Aren't they awesome? We can say, they're, but, it was, but just say you go around bragging, oh, I did the lights, I did this, I did that. You know, that's not, that's not good. Amen? And I'm going to show you what Jesus talks about there. But because of the way you do it, you could lose your reward. Like, for example, your intent, talking about how awesome you are. Now, we're not talking about going to heaven or hell here. Let me, judge, let me show you what Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 6, 1 through 4, and how you can lose a, a, a reward. It says, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men. There you go. To be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Basically, you got your reward here. Amen? Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, this is Jesus talking, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. God is going to take great joy in rewarding us. Amen? Because what it says to God, when we're, when we're working for the kingdom, when, we're, when, we're, when we respect what he says, people say, I don't care if I have any rewards, but God wants you to want his rewards. Have you ever got somebody something for Christmas that you just thought was the most awesome gift, and they looked at it, and they got it, and they just kind of went, what's this? God's rewards are going to be special. Amen? So you can actually do something good and actually lose the reward for the way you do it. But notice the Father himself. Say the Father himself will reward you openly. Amen? He is going to give, you know, you know the thing is, is he's going to give you rewards personally. It's not going to be like a billion people and he's, he's going to be out there and he's going to be like, you know, uh, he's going to walk, walk by all the million people and say, hey, y'all, you did good. Come on in. You can join the buffet. No, it says each one, everyone is going to go before God. And everyone is going to give account of the works that he has done. Let's look at first uh, John 2, 2.28. It says, and now little children abide in him that when he appears we may have confidence. And now little children abide in him that when he appears we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. 
Now this is talking to believers. Why would you be ashamed? Why would a believer be ashamed? Let me tell you why. Because some, 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 some believers will be ashamed at their coming because they wasted their life. They believed in Jesus, but they didn't serve him. They didn't love him. They didn't walk with him. They didn't give their lives for the kingdom of God. God just didn't mean a whole lot. Just all he meant to them was their salvation. And now it's over, and they're gonna, and they're gonna, they're not gonna receive many rewards. You know, Luke chapter 19, and I know you guys are asking me, we're not gonna go there right now. Verses 11 through 26 talks about uh, being a good, good steward, and how God's gonna make you. He's going to make you ruler in and some of these rewards we're going to have. We're going to have cities and different things. I don't, I don't know the exact and all. I'm going to read some of them to you in a minute. Actually, let me read, let me read some of this to you. This, this is so good. Where is that? All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to read some of the crowns that we're going to receive in heaven, all right? And, and, I'll, and I'll quote the scripture, so if you listen to this later, you can look up the scripture. A crown of righteousness is going to appear, for, uh, a crown of righteousness is for those that love the Lord's appearing, 2 Timothy 4.8. Incorruptible crown is, is for those that discipline their bodies and had self-control, 1 Corinthians 9.25 through 27. You're like, really? Yeah, really. Just read your Bible. Crown three is a, cr a crown of life endured those for those that endured patiently through trials. James 1.12 and Revelations 2.10. The crown of glory for godly leaders who were examples to their flock. 1 Peter 5, 2 through 4. The crown of rejoicing and the, and the crown of soul winners. There's going to be a soul winner's crown. You better get out there and start winning souls. The Bible says that he that winneth souls will shine as the stars in the sky. There's going to be stars in the sky, and the soul winners are going to have a face on that star. There's going to be, there's going to be, and that's in, um, oh, where, where was I? 1 Thessalonians 2.19 and, and, and Daniel 12.3. 12, uh, 12, there's going to be. There's, there's, just, there's just so many. There's going to be rewards for those who win the race, the prize of eternal life, Philippians 3, 12 through 14, and also 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. There's going to be rewards from Jesus for the overcomers. There's many scriptures on that. And so there is going to be some real rewards. And, and honestly, it's not like the rewards down here that, 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 that are burnt up. Those rewards are going to go on forever. Amen? People are going to notice the rewards on you. They may not go before God with you, because each one has to go before God on their own. But they'll see the rewards that you have. Amen? I remember um, when I was young, we used to go to this, uh, it was a public gardens, and everybody got a garden, you got a piece of land and you got to grow what you wanted to grow and they, they helped you and tomatoes and lettuce and all this stuff, I can't remember everything. But every year they, they would give away a, a gold plate for the first, second and third prize, you know? And I, I, was, I was always in the running. But I remember that first day I finally got, that first year I got the, the, the silver plate, was second place. I was so proud of that. 
that was more, that was more exciting than carrying the bag of tomatoes home. You know, I mean, it was just like, and I, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to go home and show everybody. And it was just exciting. Just imagine how proud you're going to be of the rewards that God gives you. How exciting walking through heaven with that silver plate with that reward, you know, how that's going to feel. You will want to receive the rewards from your heavenly father. These will be the greatest rewards you will ever see. Amen? I wonder how many believers are going to get to heaven but not have many rewards because they didn't, take, they didn't have much responsibility because there are going to be degrees of heaven and, and unfortunately there's going to be degrees of hell also. Let me ask you something. Will the person who is a believer, but he really doesn't give generously, he doesn't tithe, he doesn't serve, he doesn't witness, he doesn't really give himself to the kingdom, it, the works of God mean just basically nothing. See, see, that's what a lot of people do. They dumb down the works in the church. Well, it works. Well, you know, Diana's our, our head usher, and, you know, well, oh, she's just an usher. She's just as important as what we do. We come, and we don't have to worry about anything. We know everything's running. And I'm telling you, she's been faithful. But more important, God pays attention to that. I could go to her every day and say, thank you, Diane. But it's, it's going to be the reward in heaven that's going to come, you know? And I'm sure she's got, she's got things to do. We all have responsibilities. We all have responsibilities in the world. So, you know, the person that, you know, he doesn't really give his king, his, himself of the kingdom the person that doesn't do any of those things, will he receive the same reward for the person who gives sacrifice, sacrificially, who spends many hours helping the poor, wins people to Jesus, goes out witnessing every week, uh, volunteers tirelessly at their church? Um, do you think they're going to receive the same reward? Not according to scripture. You know, we, we have our children's ministry. Oh, I got a children's ministry. All right. You know, but yet, but yet, you know, we have somebody in there now, our director of children's ministry, Michelle. She, she has said things to me. Like, we're always thanking her because, you know, she's really brought the children's ministry up. But this is, the, this, is, this is her words to me. It's such a privilege. I'm so thankful. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for asking me to do this. Do you know what I'm saying? We need to be thankful that we get an opportunity in the kingdom of God. Amen? To work in the kingdom of God. So remember, God is a just God, and he's going to recompense every person, believers and unbelievers, according to our works. And this person who gives his life to the kingdom and souls and serves and loves and ministers is going to receive rewards. And, and you know what? I, you, you, can be, you can say, I could have brought a hundred scriptures on this. There, there's so much in the word of God concerning our rewards in the judgment seat of Christ. But you know, people just kind of sweep that part under the rug. But I'm telling you, you're going to be rewarded for your works. Anything that you do in the kingdom of God, if you give a, a cup of water to somebody, if you you know, I mean, God, the Bible says God sees it. He sees everything. He sees everything in secret. Now, remember, your secret sins aren't going to be brought up at the judgment seat of Christ. I just had to say that to set you guys free. <laughs> your sins are forgiven. This all has to do with just your works. 
that's what the judgment seat, when you go before the judgment seat, it's all going to have to do with your works. Now, what about the great white throne judgment? The great white throne judgment. Let's look at Revelations chapter 20, verse 11. Now, this is, this is for the unbelievers, okay? I know this message is heavy. It was heavy for me, and I said, I, I better stick to my notes. Cause, but honestly, it just provoked me to even want to learn more. I, we're going to be in heaven soon. Only what you can do for the kingdom is why you're here on the earth. This is what's going to count. Only what you can do, you know what I'm saying? It's too late once you get there. You can't say, oh, oh I want to go back, Lord. I'll be a soul winner. I'll be a giver. I'll, I'll help my pastor. I'll do this. I'll, 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 I'll feed the poor. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. Let's look at this for the great white throne judgment, okay? He says, then I saw... Let's see, this is why, this is the reason all the theologians call it the great white throne judgment. Then I saw a great white throne. You see, it's very simple. And him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were open. Notice the word books, okay, plural. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Notice here the word books is plural, and then the other, another book, singular, uh, the other book was the book of life, which is the singular book, but it's talking about our works are written. Every work we've done, all the works, they're written in these books. Verse 13, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead. Hades is just another word for hell. Amen? Who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his what? Works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Amen? This is a great example of belief and behavior. If you believe, your name is written in the book of life. But in the books, all of our works are there, whether you're believers or unbelievers. All of our works were there. So the, the book of works and the deeds that we did. Amen? So, verse 13 all right, no, I'm going to go back to this, okay, for one second, because I really want you to catch this. I know it's, it, my time's up, but, okay, will an unbeliever, just like I said with a believer, will a believer who sacrifices their time, who does that, versus a believer that does nothing receive the same rewards? Absolutely not. But will an unbeliever who does not give his life to Jesus, but he's a good man, he just obstinately says, no, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I'm not going to give my life to God. And he, and, he, and he just goes along, and he just lives this normal life, but he, believes, but, he, but he refuses to give his life to Jesus. Will he receive the same punishment as a murderer and a rapist? No. God is a just God. It's different. There are degrees of punishment. And I'll show it to you in the Bible. Let's look at this. 
Matthew 11, 21 through 24. And I'm almost done here. It says, Woe to you, Chorazon. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it is more tolerable, and that word tolerable in the Greek means less sufferable or lenient for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say to you, this is Jesus talking, that it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment, say in the day of judgment, than for you. This is an amazing st statement that Jesus is making here. Sodom, it would have remained until this day. In other words, Sodom would have repented. Notice the day of judgment again. This is amazing. And you know what was done in Capernaum and Chorazon and Bethesda? That's when Jesus, uh, he had the mighty works. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. You, amen? And so he said, if I had gone to Sodom, they would have repented because God knows people's hearts. And Jesus knew that if he went to Sodom, they would have repented. This is Jesus talking. We can't argue. This is Jesus. So he said, um, Sodom would have remained till this day. We would not have destroyed Sodom with fire. They would have repented. And I'm telling you, it's going to be more tolerable for Sodom in the day of judgment than it will be for you. You see, it was, they were all unbelievers. There is going to be, you tell me that a, a, a person that, that, that is basically a good person but never receives Jesus versus somebody like Hitler that's killed six million Jews, there's going to be a different recompense. There's going to be a different judgment. There are going to be different rewards. Amen? Uh, Romans 14.10, the second half of that scripture, it says, remember each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of God. And that scripture was in the wrong place because we're talking about the great white throne judgment. Amen? So, I know this is, this is heavy, and I'm not saying these things to scare you this morning, but I feel like, you almost feel like, like, like a doctor that is saying to you, you have a disease, and if you don't treat it, you will die. But there is a cure, and the cure is Jesus. And there's going to be, if, if you have not, not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will go before the great white throne judgment. You will be judged for your works. You'll be judged for your beliefs, because your belief is that you didn't believe in Jesus, so you're going to be in eternity without God. But there will be degrees of eternity. There will be degrees of punishment. And I have, I have a whole lot of notes here, but I'm not going to, I'm going to go. But I'm telling you, if you study this out, you'll find out I'm telling you the truth this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never received Jesus. It's time to just fess up. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. But every single one of us, you might think, you, you might have looked uh, at your next door neighbor or your family or whatever, you know, like, I really want them to get saved and the worship team can come. Um, I'm telling you, you need to see the lost going before the great white throne. 
and being judged for an eternity with, and going into an eternity without God. And one day they'll all be cast into the lake of fire. We need to get a heart for souls, people. And the other thing is we need to get a heart for the work of God. Because we are going to be judged for our works. We're going to be judged for the motives. We're going to be judged for the heart. Jesus sees the heart. Well, I want to be a singer just because I want to be a singer. No, 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 no. Not in the kingdom. Amen? I can't, honestly, as I'm reading this, some of you might, uh, honestly, I tossed and turned all night about some of the things, and I, I, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to go before the judgment seat. I know there's some, we all have to, you know, get our ducks in a row, but I can't wait. I, I, I want to receive those. I want to receive the, the, the um, soul winner's crown. I want to receive the crown of righteousness because I love, how many of you, when you first got saved, all you wanted to do was see Jesus? You wanted him to come. Anybody feel that way? I know you wanted to save the world, but you wanted to see Jesus. Those that love is appearing. I mean, they're going to be there. There's going to be so much in heaven. And 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 honestly, if you read that in Luke 19, it talks about good stewards. We're going to be given things. We're going to be given responsibilities. We're going to be. Um, I mean, God is. Go, we're going to. We're going to be working with God. We're not going to be working with President Biden. We're going to be working with God. Whether you like him or you don't like him. Hallelujah. I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. I, this is kind of like, I said, Lord, this is so heavy. I, I thought this was going to be an exciting message, you know. But it, it, the more I studied, I got, it, got, it got heavy, you know. Those of you that are working, look up for one more minute. Those of you who are doing the works of God, they're not, gonna, they're not going unnoticed. And there are rewards. There's a shelf in heaven with your rewards on it, with your crowns or your trophies or your responsibilities, whatever that is. They're there. Amen? Now I want you to bow your heads. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, regardless of what you believe, you will go before the judgment seat. You will go before the great white throne judgment. And it's so simple not to do that. You just receive Jesus as the one who sacrificed and paid the price for your sins and made a way for you to be reconciled back with God. We're going to say this prayer right now. And if you'll say this prayer, you're saved. You're going to heaven. Amen? Say this with me. Let's everyone say it. Heavenly Father, I come to you now. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me, that he paid the price for my sins. Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and my Savior. Amen. If you said that, you just got saved. You're going to heaven and you don't have to be afraid. Now get busy for the judgment seat of Christ, okay? So, you know, let's see, let's see who's going to get their most rewards in heaven.